Welcome to the sixth episode in a series of podcasts on wastewater, in a series that I make together with UN Habitat. Today, we will focus on Latin America, which is still a white spot on our map after we have focused on West Africa, the Caribbean, Africa, Southeast Asia, and in our latest podcast, we focused on several countries, mostly in Southern Africa and Bangladesh. And all of these podcasts are available on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or you can just use the call-in app uh, for the live listeners who are using this at the moment, or the call-in website you can also use to listen to these podcasts. Uh, just search for The Planet uh, Podcast and uh, maybe add my name, Alexander Verbeek, and then they pop up in each of these um, uh, these uh, apps where you can find it. So we're nearing the end of this series and there will be an additional last one about the Arab region. We don't have a date yet. It's likely in mid-December, 14, 15 or 16 December. I'll inform you about that one later. And what we found so far is a number of common themes that came back in many of our talks, challenges that we find all over the world in the field of wastewater. And it seems that in many countries, wastewater treatment and its monitoring is a neglected area of the water cycle. So the inclusion of wastewater in the Sustainable Development Goals, the Agenda 2030, was welcomed by all the guests in our podcast. And several speakers spoke about neglect of wastewater sectors and which has resulted in inadequate treatment and discharge in, in, in their countries. And wastewater is less popular as an investment than water supply. So attention is often focused on water at the expense of sanitation. And that seems also to be a kind of worldwide trend. And all the speakers shared their concerns about the significant damage to the environment and the negative health aspects. Some focused a bit more on the environment, others a bit more on health, but these two often came back in the, in the talks. But there were also specific aspects for each region. So hurricanes are, for instance, an issue for the Caribbean, but not for Africa. And some regions have different climate change impacts or different impacts on health and the governance and finance make the situation also different in each region and each country. So to dive deeper into wastewater and not to take that too literally, of course, we will look today at Latin America and what are the common themes that we also find in Latin America? What is very specific for the region? And for all that, I couldn't think of a better expert to have as our guest today, Maria Eugenia de la Pena. She is Senior Specialist for Water and Sanitation at the Inter-American Development Bank. So welcome, Maria Eugenia. Hi, Alexander. Uh, good morning or uh, good afternoon for people that could be in other hemispheres. Uh, thank you very much for the invitation. I'm, I'm so happy to be here and to have the chance to to talk with you about wastewater, uh, of a topic that it's so uh, abandoned or are not taking into consideration. So it's, it's great to make a space to talk about this with you today. Yeah, it's wonderful that you can, you can join us. And you come from Mexico and you're working now in Washington. So could you, could you tell us a bit more about your journey? How did you get involved in wastewater and, and what are you working on at the Inter-American Development Bank? Yeah, sure. Well, it, it has been a, a, a long journey. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a civil engineer. I studied in the National University of, of Mexico. Um, and then I um, did my master's in, in Germany in the Technical University of Hamburg on environmental engineering. Uh, I, I worked for 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 some projects for the um, for the German uh, international cooperation um, in in Eritrea in in Africa uh, uh, during my my master's time and after that I went back to to Mexico uh, where I worked for some time in a in an NGO uh, working in in. In, in some development projects also uh, related to environmental protection. And after that, I joined the National Water Commission. Uh, this is the maximum authority in Mexico in charge of 
of water management and of course also also um, in water conservation, water quality. Uh, I worked there for several years, mainly supporting uh, water utilities, uh, which are uh, usually the, the responsible for, for, for water supply and, and, and sanitation provision. Um, and then some years later, I started working in the Inter-American Development Bank in, in, the, in the country office uh, uh, in Mexico. Um, well, as I don't know how, how how familiar is everyone with 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 development banks, but uh, usually what we do is we uh, we help uh, governments uh, to to design and and develop and and finance projects related uh, to different development topics. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm more specialized in, in water, sanitation, waste management, uh, also drainage uh, projects. Um, and, the, and, and the objective is, is somehow to, to help them uh, design those projects in order to have the most impact in the population, no. So I worked uh, for several years uh, for in, in projects specifically in in the region of of Mexico, and after that I came to Washington D.C. to work more regionally. Uh, I have been working already for six years now uh, in supporting the design of projects all over Latin America. I have worked in most of the countries that are in the in the um, area of intervention of the bank we work with 26 countries uh, i've worked in most of them um in in and well now uh the new season in in some weeks i will be moving to to panama uh, where i will work more in the field also with with this type of projects now so it has been a, a a long way but very interesting seeing like the different perspectives of the same topic no as a, as an ngo as a, as a government official and now as a development bank um so 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 yeah that's what takes us here today. Yeah, you bring in an amazing experience in 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 region and in, in background and and yes, as you say, in different perspectives as well. You've 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 been uh, you've been seeing and working on the issue from all sides. You at the moment, Inter American Development Bank. The first thing I think about is is of course the the financing of projects and financing came up in many of the other podcasts as a typical. Um, a choke point in, 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 in getting further with wastewater. The financing is always so difficult. There's more interest both by the politicians as well as from a financial point of view to invest in, in, in the wash, in the water and, and, and sanitation and hygiene side, uh, and, and less in wastewater. Is that something that you recognize? And what is, what can you do at, at the Inter-American Development Bank to, to overcome this problem? How can you convince people to actually invest in wastewater? Is it, a, and that's an, a, a related question, is it a good investment? Do you get a good return on the investment if you do so? Yeah, well, that's a, a good question. So, well, um, I, think, I think what is very important to highlight here is uh, that the wastewater um, management uh, service is is uh, a capital intensive uh, infrastructure, no? So, so that's I think one uh, one of of the challenges towards investing in, in this type uh, uh, type of infrastructure. No, it is it is really expensive, and it's not only uh, the investment that we need to do, but also it has to be operated and maintained. No, and we need funds for that, and uh, and uh, otherwise uh, we have wastewater treatment plants that uh, are just uh, inaugurated, and the ribbon is cut, and after that nobody nobody uh, is capable of operating it, and and and, and we don't have. An impact, no. So that that is a big risk in terms of these investments, which make it uh, well sometimes less attract attractive to governments uh, uh, to to go um, upon this this type of of, of projects, no. But uh, definitely, 
I mean, uh, it, it makes sense to work on these, to invest on these, uh, because it, it, it's a service that is usually not seen by people. No, we know about water because we open our faucet and when we don't have water is, 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 is a relevant issue and we are concerned and we call immediately to see what happened and why don't we have water. But we simply don't see anything that that happens once water runs out of our houses, no? So if there's a problem with the wastewater treatment plant, um, most people don't, will not see that what is what is happening. But there are uh, lots of impacts of the lack of uh, of an adequate wastewater uh, treatment uh, management system. Um, of course, uh, as you mentioned in the introduction, no, there are health issues related with uh, the lack of, of wastewater management. No, lots a lot of of infections, diseases, diarrheal diseases that are carried out with wastewater. Uh, of course, environmental impacts uh, due to uh, a reduction in or alterations in the in the in the biodiversity in water bodies. No, there are new species that come out uh, that grow easily with uh, all the fecal ma matter that comes in in in, in the in the in the wastewater uh there are also these uh that you know wastewater has a high load of nutrients uh that generally uh causes that a lot of algae grow faster than they would normally do no so what they do is they uh just uh, uh populate uh, a, a whole water body and then uh, you don't let that light goes into the water body and, uh, and a, a process called eutrophization occurs um, and all the, 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 the fish or all the diversity that used to be changes, no? So the environmental impact can be really huge. Uh, but also there are other impacts that are generally not uh, taken into consideration by governments. No? So there's also a big impact in economic uh, development. So um, some issue that we have uh, highlighted in, 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 some, in some countries where, where there's a, a low, low wastewater treatment um, a, a index or, or capacity is the impact that uh, wastewater has in, in tourism. No, there are these places which has a big, big potential of tourism. Of course, this could be beaches, but also it could be uh, other urban areas that are uh, near a river or near a lake that, uh, of course, people don't want to go if they know that, 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 that they will have a water body nearby. Uh, and this has also an impact in in uh in urban in in the value of property no that that's also something that 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 is not not commonly seen uh because nobody wants to buy a property that is nearby a, a polluted body body or a, a discharge no so uh generally what we try to to tell governments is to see all those benefits that can come also with sanitation investments. Because what we have to see is that uh, governments have demands of the, on different topics. No? Transport is a relevant and important topic. Electricity, having internet. Uh, uh, so, so water and sanitation is one more of those uh, um, ones, sectors that are fighting for, for getting funding, no? And uh, especially in Latin America, well, needs are big. Uh, the investments have been uh, back uh, for, for many years. So, uh, so what we try to do is really highlight uh, the, the co-benefits of invest, investing in wastewater treatment. Yeah, excellent. One sec, I'm looking at my screen. I see that Brady is waiting with uh, a question. Brady, we do questions more towards the end, so please stay tuned. But uh, but we we stay a bit in 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 the in the early part of the interview. So what you're um, uh, saying is, yeah, you speak about the the importance of of getting investment. There's a role for the Inter American Development Bank. That is something we didn't touch upon in the in the earlier series of of the podcast. What a 
a multilateral financial institution uh, as the Inter-American Development Bank can do additionally to what governments can do? Because wastewater is often something that is done either locally, let's say on a municipal level, or it is done at at a national level. But as a development bank, you can have, you can play a particular role that others don't have and I, I suppose that is that, that that must be exactly why why you are there so what what additionally do you bring in could, could you is it maybe that as a bank you're you can be a catalyzer for change that you can create a kind of financing or a kind of political momentum that you that you can't see developing by itself in the country so yeah wh- where do you come in yeah, so yeah, I really think that uh, development banks uh, can have um, 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 uh, an impact in the countries, uh, as, as you mentioned, not only because we bring money to the table, but uh, rather because we can um, bring experiences from other countries, good experiences and bad experiences, no? Um, and uh, what we try uh, to help countries with uh, is exactly that. No? How can we move faster and get faster to that goal without uh, passing through all those uh, bad experiences that other countries could have ex- uh, also passed through? No? So um, something that we try to work a lot w- with governments is in, in, in development developing public policy. How could we have uh, standards that are uh, better to promote uh, better sanitation services rather than to be a barrier to develop them? No? Uh, for example, something uh, we work with countries is uh, sometimes countries have very strict regulation or standards on sanitation. No, They say, okay, if you, you have to build wastewater treatment plants with tertiary treatment. No, this means you have to 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 have an effluent like almost with uh, um, drinking water quality. Uh, but then this wastewater is discharged into a very polluted uh, river. No, so of course that's a waste of money to have those standards that are not going to have any impact, the investment is super high. So what we tried with governments to do is to see it in a broader scope, no? So why instead of building these big treatment plants, super uh, high tech, uh, super high uh, quality discharge, why don't you try better to to increase your, your sewage system to get to more people, uh, to have an impact in health, and maybe do just a primary treatment, no? At, like, of course, this, this can grow, and then you can have a secondary treatment and in some years, but try a little bit to plan uh, more strategically to have more impact in people, no? So that's some things we, we try to do. And I think something that's uh, very new, like that, has come out in the last years is that we are trying to to bring innovation to the to this topic no so uh the sanitation uh sector has it's a very traditional sector no we we don't want to experiment much because of course there's a risk as this is high investment so doing a a big investment uh that is, I don't know, like uh, it doesn't work. It's it's a high risk. So 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 somehow I, I feel sanitation sector is risk adverse. No, so what we are trying to bring to the table is okay. So let's see how can we innovate in this sector to use technologies that uh, that can be that can be of course appropriate for the local context. How can we think uh, in other ways of managing wastewater that reduces costs, that uh, doesn't need so many, so much investment, uh, um, much investment, or 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 can can be more uh, easily operated and maintained? 
So um, we have been working not only in sanitation, but in different topics on, on strategies to work with governments to be more open to new innovations. Now, because we are convinced that we cannot achieve the SDGs if we are working like with the same tendency. No, so we we um, I think those numbers uh, come out uh, often. No, of how much we have to increase investment, so we have to. Uh, to double the investments in sanitation to really achieve the SDGs. So that's huge. That's a lot of money. Of course, governments can do effort to increase it, but to double it, you have to sacrifice other sectors, no? So what we, we have been promoting in the countries is, well, we have to think how we can achieve that thinking differently, you know, changing our, the paradigm on how we approach this topic, uh, choosing different technologies, uh, choosing different ways of getting to more people and giving appropriate solutions to achieve uh, the goal that is in, improve the conditions of, uh, of the population and, and, cons and, and, and the environmental protection. So in a recent talk with, with last week with uh, Anwar Gupta in, um, uh, of the Asian um, Institute of Technology, uh, he was uh, very much promoting the idea of decentralized wastewater treatment. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's cheaper, you can reach more people, etc. Is that something you, you would also support or are the, is the situation in, in Latin America maybe different? What, what would your approach be? Mm -hmm. So we try not to promote specific uh, things. We don't say, oh, go for decentralized instead of centralized. But definitely what we try is for governments to explore the possibility of use decentralized or even solutions that are at the household level. No, that's that's also an option. Uh, definitely it has lots of advantages no in terms also what we have seen when when we when we think on wastewater reuse no that's also a, a, another a trending topic now on how wastewater can can help us feel uh, this um, this need of, of 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 water in in context of scarcity uh, so so when we think about wastewater reuse, it's 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 better if you have a decentralized system um, where where you can uh, have the wastewater treatment plant nearer to where you can use it, no, rather than take it far away from the city in a very centralized system. It's it's the, then difficult to de redistribute all those water, no. So so it has it, it has this this benefit. Usually technologies are are. Are simpler, are, are are easier to 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 install. You can have it faster than a big wastewater treatment plant, but on the other side, uh, it's it's more difficult to to have qualified people operating that plant, no, than in a centralized wastewater treatment plant, and also to 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 monitor. Uh, the, the conditions in which different plants are operating, no? So, of course, it has benefits. It has also challenges. So what we we think or what we try to, to see is that considering specific local conditions, what type of system would be the best, no? But definitely exploring decentralized uh, systems is, is, is a very good option uh, in some contexts. And you, you mentioned technology, and it, it also came back in other podcasts, that the technology used, there is, there's not much innovation. A lot of things about wastewater treatment, just adding oxygen and a few, few um, uh, procedures that come back in every different form, whether you do it big or small. But there doesn't seem to be much innovation. Is it is it needed? Do we need technological innovation? And if so, how do you convince innovators to spend their their time and money and creativity on a sector like wastewater which we already concluded at the beginning is not the most most popular one because it's not the most seen one and maybe not the most lucrative investment investment in artificial intelligence is probably much more lucrative than in something basic as wastewater treatment so uh, do we need it what do we need and how do you convince investors to 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 look more into uh, wastewater. Mm -hmm. 
Well, um, there's something interesting that, that that we have recently analyzed, and so we are working in um, in a regional um, inventory of wastewater treatment plants, and what we are finding out is that some countries have like most of their wastewater treatment plants on one specific technology. No, for example, Mexico, most of of the wastewater treatment plants are activated sludge. No, and for example, you go to Brazil, and most of them are WASBs, no, so uh, um, biological reactors, no, um, and then you go to another country, and they have more lagoons, no. So what you see is that somehow what the wastewater treatment plants that are built are like the same ones that they already have, no. So they build a, a wastewater treatment plant, and they go for the technology that they already have that they already know, that the market already knows. Um, so uh, so definitely there is, as, as I mentioned at the beginning, no, they, we don't want to change. No, It's a very conservative sector that wants to continue doing things as, uh, as has been done. And I think that uh, this is do also do... Um, because of how 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 people are formed in, in universities, no, so uh, people people um, have to be taught differently uh, about this. I, I remember my 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 years at school, and yeah, so you learned. I, I learned about lagoons, and I learned about activated sludge. They taught me all, only those two, two technologies. So no, so of course, when I come. Uh, to to a decision <laughs> position, then I will say let's go with these two technologies because I don't know any other. No, so so I think there has to be a change also in how 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 people are are, are formed in universities, um, and people that are already in the market had to 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 open themselves on also to learn about other other technologies. No, so something that that we we try doing with countries. Uh, is to do pilot projects, no? So what we say, okay, let's let's do let's do a, a market analysis to see, for example, technologies that are being uh, that are in development um, that could be appropriate for your context, and how why don't we try it as a pilot and see how it works and to see if we can scale scale up, no? Uh, also, what we try to do is to to take people from one country to another to see how uh, they, their wastewater treatment plants with another technology work um, and to see if they would, would, they think that could work uh, in their own context, no? Um, so so I, I think it's, it's important to see that uh, people, people are working in, in, in their utility like for 10, 20 years and 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 sometimes when you when when you help them see other things they 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 get other reference or new reference to to try to think differently no yeah that's amazing are you i, I just start to realize how important your role at the at the Inter-American Development Bank is and i i i didn't think about it so much i mean until now i was much more uh thinking about uh, work at municipal and and national level and this is the first region where uh, we interview somebody who is um, who, who works at a regional development bank instead of working at um, a, a a national level or uh, or as as maybe uh, a president of 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 a region where wastewater companies work together as as we had with uh, Wayne Williams in uh, in Trinidad, um, but. I wonder, are you in touch with other regional development banks? Do you coordinate with EBRD in London or with the African Development Bank, in which I suppose is in Tunis uh, still? Um, uh, do you work with them together and exchange information how how they do it and how they play their role on on promoting wastewater or other wash related services or other water elements? Well, so well, we know people from from other development banks. I think, like uh, for example, these big uh, conferences or congresses that take place uh, um, in different parts of the world are like very good opportunities to exchange with other 
regions and, and, and new trends or, 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 or pilots or new experiences that they are having as development banks. Um, so, so, so definitely we, we, we follow up on what other, other, other donors or their banks are doing, but definitely I think we could do more on this, no? So these, these, these corporations like South South corporations, uh, are things that we, uh, what we talk about, but I think we don't do as much as, as we could, no? So. Mm -hmm. But because, yeah, definitely, I think as development banks, we, we challenge, we, we have the same challenges and I'm sure we have repeated the same, uh, the same um, failures sometimes <laughs> that we could have uh, reduced by, by having a, a better collaboration between us. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So if we, if we go back to the, let's say, the origin of this uh, podcast uh, series, uh, that is um, the, uh, the SDGs, uh, SDG 631, uh, uh, which says we should reduce the, the amount of untreated wastewater uh, that we, that we, uh, that we release that should be reduced by half. And that should, we started in 2015, we are about midway in 2030, we should have achieved that worldwide, which is a huge challenge. I haven't heard anybody who's convinced that we are easily going to make that. Um, to get there, we would need two things. Uh, one is we need good measurement, because if we don't have the data and if we don't measure correctly, we can't even measure our progress, nor can we set priorities where, where we should focus on. Um, um, but on top of that, once we know where the challenges lie, and maybe you know already a lot about it, I don't know about the situation in Latin America, what are the main challenges that we need to tackle to, to create more progress on treating wastewater? Is it governance? Is it finance? Is it, we spoke about uh, technology already. Um, is, is, could there be, uh, do we have to write, write data, for instance, to be able to, to make decisions? Um, are there, are there other challenges involved? What, what should we focus on? Because this is such a kind of multi-headed dragon that we're, that we're fighting to, 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 to get here. There are so many challenges. Which ones would you say are should be the key focus um, for anybody involved in, in these issues to work on? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a tough question. I will say all of them are important. Uh, everything that you mentioned is relevant and we, at some point, we have to work a little bit on all these topics really to, to move forward this agenda. That's what makes it challenging no it's not only oh we got the technology that we have to implement or we already have the legal framework for working on sanitation and that will solve the problem no really we have to to work on all those aspects to move the agenda and to achieve the goals that's for sure no so uh but 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 definitely what 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 i think is that governments have to make an effort in better planning no if we don't plan and if we don't do realistic plans um it will be difficult to get to that goal no so uh sometimes what we 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 see in countries is that uh a, one government comes and has a priority on wastewater treatment plant and invest a lot in that topic and the next one totally forgets because it was an agenda for another government. So now it's not important and there's no, no investment on this topic. So, so, so that makes this very difficult. No? So we need this long-term planning no? now that we're targeting uh, 2030. No? We, all countries should have a plan with this scope to see how I am really going to achieve the goal I have. Uh, how much money I need to to do that? Uh, which technologies I'm going to implement? Uh, wh what will be my strategies to approach this? Not a little bit on what we talked uh, before. No, if how, which phases I'm going to implement? 
what will be my priorities. Maybe it's urban areas, maybe it's um, touristic areas, maybe it's uh, um, no. So so a little bit think on the strategies to achieve that. So I think when when governments have better uh, planning instruments. Um, it's easier to move the agenda forward because then you have an instrument that you can present to a, a minister of finance uh, where you can show this, this is what we try to achieve. This is the impact that we uh, want to achieve. And if you give me the, all this, this money during these next years, I, I'm really going to, to achieve this target. So, so, so I think definitely governments uh, should work on that uh, from now. Uh, yeah, you you've worked in the past for an NGO. Are is there a role for NGOs here? Normally, NGOs are the ones that kind of put pressure on governments to 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 get them moving and to get uh, to get them to do the right things that the people need. Is there? Do you see this in in Latin America as well? Is there an active role of NGOs, or or should they should they get more active? Well, I see I see the role of NGOs uh, uh, in Latin America um, more limited than I have seen in other regions of the world. No, so I think NGOs more active in Africa or in Asia, where they are are moving uh, big agendas. Here in Latin America, um, it depends a little on countries. No, I see that in small countries uh, there are big NGOs. Uh, they have um, capacity, uh, uh, advocacy uh, capacity, and even implementation capacity. No, and and they have they are moving the numbers uh, with their own projects as well. Um, um, but I think that the the the, the, the role that they have. Um, is is also really important in in the region, no? Because uh, they are the ones that are taking care, also of 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 trying to to think differently on how to approach the project, and also I think that a great strength that NGOs have is like the, the the social aspect of this topic, no? Because we have talked a lot about technologies about. Uh, about uh, policies and all that, but I think we don't have to 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 forget that behind all these there's people. No, so uh, wastewater uh, comes to to a sewage network because people use it, and how people approach the use of of water and the management of of their sewage system is relevant for 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 the service itself. If if people use a lot of water, then a lot of water will go to the sewage. Uh, if people use less water, then we'll have less less water. If people throw uh, waste, uh, solid waste, to their sewage system, it will clog. Um, so, so, so if they care about the topic and they get involved and they they do advocacy to to to, to conserve uh, the the water bodies, well, then there there will there will be a, a more more focus on on, on on sanitation. So, so I think. Uh, people have a, a big role that we sometimes forget, um, and and I I think NGOs really highlight that, no? and they, they really work on trying to approach um, uh, social aspects related to sanitation um, that are are really really important to to take into consideration. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Before we go to to questions, I see already two people that are queuing up to uh, to ask you questions and uh, I, I think you and I could could go on for hours because there's so much to talk about one last thing I want to uh, to focus on we we spoke about uh, the role of governments the role of uh, interregional development banks we spoke about NGOs um, but how's that for uh, the UN you I, I believe you do work together with UN Habitats could you say a little bit more about that cooperation and after that I will open up for questions Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We we have uh, uh, started a very interesting collaboration uh, with UN Habitat, specifically on this uh, topic of how can we um, measure or better measure uh, SDG 6.3 related to to wastewater treatment. Um, so as you mentioned. 
we we have this target, but we are very unsure on where we are coming from. No, uh, um, you maybe you have heard in different um, in newspapers and, and like there are different uh, numbers on how much wastewater is really treated. No, even the numbers that that we have now, uh, uh, the official number of of SDG six point three point one is is generated or is calculated with limited information, not of all the countries, but for for a group of countries that that had some data to report. No, so somehow like the data we have as official is incomplete, um, and my perception is that. Uh, not that the number that we are saying is much lower than what we are reporting because people or countries that are not reporting are the ones that have um, worst <laughs> worst uh, monitoring systems. No, so 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 definitely, I think the number is is lower. So um, what we have been working lately with with UN is try to to see how can we get that data and how can so normally wastewater systems are operated by water utilities no so what we were talking with un so instead of going to national governments that maybe they don't have still like the capacity to integrate all this information in a system that will be what we would desire uh why don't we ask the utilities no so we have started this this process of 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 fighting with different water utilities to see how much data they can really give us um and the experience has been uh very interesting no because we see that some utilities have really uh good uh, measuring systems that can really give you like complete data on, on volumes, on, on quality of, of wastewater, um, on the sludge they are generating, on the, the destination of that sludge, etc. But there are some others that uh, cannot even give you realistic numbers of uh, or even in proportion of what we we would expect no so so i think there's this this big challenge on helping um the different actors involved in the system, in in the in the sector to to well to first to to understand or to to standardize the word the way we we collect data and how we report data in order to start building these um these big numbers no and so what we we have been talking with un as well is so how can we together uh, work in the Latin American and the Caribbean region to, to, to continue the dissemination of all these concepts with the different uh, relevant actors in order that we can speak the, the, the same language and that we, ha we have better data for, for decision making or, and pu public policy development. Yeah, excellent. Thanks so much. Um, I see that we have uh, two callers. Um, uh, Brady has been waiting for a long time. So, I, Brady, please join us. And then you have to unmute yourself on the bottom left. Hi, Brady. Hello. I was wondering what you might think about solar water distillation. Like, uh, I was trying to look online for, like, the best new models of solar distillation and i didn't see a lot but one of the ideas that i saw that i thought was pretty cool was if you were to take a plastic sheet just like an old recycled clear plastic you know like plastic wrap and you make a square frame you lift it in the air and then you put the plastic over the frame then you fill the plastic with water that water makes a perfect lens that you could use to heat a water distillation source. And then there's another, uh, there's plenty of other uh, solar water distillation, you know, models. And I'm wondering, like, how effective are those? Is there like a cost efficient um, way to do that on a mass scale now? It's like practical. It seems like they can be built out of a lot of recycled materials at the least. And then I was wondering, you mentioned, I think, biological reactor or something like that earlier. 
And I was wondering if it was the same thing as what we call a biodigester here in the States. I'll drop a link to it for anyone who's interested in the comments just so they know what we're talking about. But a biodigester is something you take uh, food scraps, compost, that kind of thing, and you add a special kind of bacteria, and it actually produces biogas you could use to cook with and use for fuel. And it cleans water like a septic tank. It works more efficiently than a septic tank. Um, you could run like two or three houses off of one biodigester. And um, I think you might have been talking about that, but I just wasn't sure. Um, but yeah, those are just my two questions. What do you think about distilled water, specifically solar distilled water and biodigesters? Okay, great questions, Brady. Thank you. Maria Eugenia. <laughs> Okay. Hi. Hi, Brady. Brady. Nice to meet you. Well, um, so there, there's a lot going on uh, uh, in the in the in universities and research centers to see uh, how we could uh, use uh, solar energy um, in different uh, processes within the water and sanitation system. Now, definitely, con we didn't talk much about it, but there's all this topic on climate change and uh, how all the all the infrastructure that we use that uh, that use energy is contributing also with emissions um, and uh, and to climate change. No, so looking for more clean energies um, uh, to 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 implement in in the whole processes of water and sanitation is of course a, a relevant topic. No, uh, where where I think this has been more 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 like moving more in the agenda is for for desalination no because uh uh so in places where where there's a a, a, a scarce water scarcity that's near to to the ocean um usually there 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 is there there is a lot of of, of sun so 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 these type of of technologies um have have proved to be um, successful, no? So, so usually for desalination, uh, this, this, this has been working. Um, so I think like the big challenge is to, to upscale these, uh, these type of, um, of plants, um, a, a little bit more and to, and to take it to, 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 to industrialize these these type of, of of systems, but definitely all the concepts that you described uh, uh, are, are are useful for 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 their application in in, in the water sector. And what you were asking about, uh, so yeah, I talk about um, um, biological reactors. Um, um, specifically, I talked about that in in Brazil. Um, so they use they use this generally like in big in big uh, wastewater treatment plants. But uh, you were talking about uh, by digesters. Uh, so it's like the same technology, no? So it's a biological process that takes place without the presence of of oxygen. Um, so it's the same the same type of process, um, but that by digesters that you are talking about that can be used uh, as a decentralized system. No, this means like like not in a centralized system for a whole city, but rather for a group of houses. Uh, of course, this is a technology that 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 is is very useful. Um, uh, I have seen that mostly like in rural settlements or or in 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 dispersed areas that are not easily to connect to a centralized uh, system. And um, like the benefit that these type of systems have is that uh, not only you can treat like the wastewater, but you can also use like the gas that is the biogas that is generated in a, in a biodigester as a source of energy, no? Um, so there are these local communities that I have seen, I have seen in Mexico, I have seen them in Bolivia as well, that they use like the gas from the biodigester for cooking or for electricity. No? So I think that's also um, like, like uh, we don't, didn't talk about that. So it's great that you brought 
this uh, to the conversation, um, Brady, on, on this potential that wastewater has also as a source of of energy and a source of nutrients that uh, that we can really uh, take profit of it, no, and contribute to the to 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 mitigation in climate change. Thank you. A lot of uh, a lot of information here, and a lot of circular economy elements uh, that are in wastewater, and that is uh, that's very good that that was mentioned. Thanks so much, uh, Brady, for um, for asking uh, this question. Uh, I'm going to um, our our next uh, caller, and um, that is uh, Sele. And let me see, make your next call. There you are. Oh, you're actually now a speaker. I pressed on the wrong button, but that's no problem. You're you're up on the top line with the speakers. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was weird, but okay. Um, I I leave the the I leave when I when I finish instead of hanging up. Hi, uh, Mario Kenya. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, I have a few questions. Uh, first, I, I wanted to know because um, I've seen also wastewater management in, in rural areas, but in Latin America, there's a very, very big cities. And how do you manage the energy that it's needed for these big buildings? And, you know, because they they were talking about doing it in buildings individual, individually, which makes kind of no sense. But... Doesn't it take a lot of energy to clean that much water? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, okay, you want to answer, answer that and then I ask you the next one or? Oh, uh, no, as you wish. Well, I can, I can answer that one and, and then you can go to the next one. Okay, uh, thank you. Yeah, so yeah, of course, yeah, that's super important um, topic you, you just brought uh, out. Um, yeah, uh, waste um, energy consumption in a wastewater system it's it's really uh, very 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 high. No, so we usually see that uh, um, a water and wastewater utility uh, has to 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 ha- has like a, half of their operating costs are energy consumption. No? So of course that has a lot of Im- impact of in the finances of um, of a of a utility, as, especially if they have an energy intensive uh, wastewater treatment plant to operate. No, so that's a, another issue that we find it relevant to consider when choosing a technology. No, so um, sometimes there is even a challenge of the re- reliability of the of the energy source because, uh, of course, there are many countries in Latin America um, that have energy uh, energy energy outrage that they don't have uh, constant energy and that uh, and that cannot um, guarantee the supply of the uh, of energy for 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 the processes no so when you choose that technology it's really relevant to consider if you have a reliable source and if you are able to pay for the energy that 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 the plant uh, has to to use, no. So uh, so of course. So when you, we work in in small communities, we we try to 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 promote them to use um, systems that don't use energy. Maybe if they have the space to have lagoons uh, that 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 are can be very efficient, but you need a lot of space. Um, or in other contexts to use other technologies that don't need that uh, high energy energy demand, no? So, I mean, that's what the, what the, the processes need. So, 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 but what we are also trying to do is to see, okay, you use that energy. So let's see if you can um, um, better manage the sludge that is generated in the wastewater treatment plant and get the energy from from there and bring it back to the process. Then and then substitute like like the energy from the network and use it use the energy from your from your sludge management system. No, so to, coming again to to what uh, Brady was was. was 
brought out about about um, about the, by digesters. So usually, what we what we have to see is that uh, which is the management that we are going to to do to the sludge that is usually taken to um, to uh, um, to a landfill uh, for for the position, which is very expensive in terms of the land that has to be used on the on the trucks that have to take the sludge. So we try to think, well, why don't we better invest in an in an inside um, system that can um, uh, work uh, manage the sludge in order to to get the energy? And there are experiences all over the world where maybe 75% of the energy from the whole wastewater treatment plant can come from the from the from uh from from the sludge management no so so definitely that's that's something to take care of Thank okay uh, and is there any city uh any big city I, I, maybe people don't know but there is there are cities with tens of millions of people living in in latin america many of them and i imagine that those are the worst ones right like they they usually are the ones that are less uh, renewable in any way so is there any any big city that that is doing a good job in in that area or still no definitely uh, uh, i think that new wastewater treatment plants are already looking into this no but i think like the big challenge that we have in these big cities is the cost of electricity no so that sometimes it don't, doesn't make competitive to 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 invest in a system to get the energy from another source or a renewable source mm. instead of from the network no so this is like wow. these wrong incentives but uh, still I, i i i've seen some of the new wastewater treatment plants that are looking already on how to close the loop how they can they can take energy and also even to 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 reuse wastewater no not only uh, to to gain energy but also what they can do with the wastewater that comes out from the from the system no and just like to to give you an, an example because you asked specific uh, on examples uh, so there is this big wastewater treatment plant that was re uh, recently constructed in in, in mexico um, it's called atotonilco uh, it is now like the biggest wastewater treatment plant in latin america it's it treats between 25 and 35 uh, cubic meters per second which is wow Ew, wow a lot Yeah. So, so this this wastewater treatment plant has um, uh, these these uh, reactors for sludge management, and they are using the electricity uh, for in in some 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 processes in the buildings of the wastewater treatment plant. So, yeah, that that's something that is easy to do, and that each time it's more 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 considered. Okay. One more question. Can I ask you the last one? Sure. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know what Alexander says about No, that. it's okay, say it. <laughs> since, uh, you're, uh, since you're the only one with an avatar with water on it, you, you can ask Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm the one in, in the summertime, that's why. <laughs> I'm in the south. <laughs> uh, no, because I, I see ONGs in Latin America have not uh, a, such a good name, right? Uh, and people are, are, are really... I think they are tired of being told that, okay, don't waste the water. And then some foreign company comes and put a, a paper factory and start polluting the rivers and stuff like that. I think there's a lot of reaction to that. And I see that there is a lot of small parties, you know, because we, we have like in, in most countries, there are a lot of parties that they might not get into power, but they... I think they're better because they are able to get that into the parliament. They might vote it or not, but at least they are advocating and they are able to, to get the laws into the parliament in, to be voted or not. So my question specifically to that is, is there any difference uh, when you think about countries like Chile that have privatized water, that have water like a commodity, right? Not like a right, and other countries like most of them right, that have 
uh, in their constitution the water as a human right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, that's, that's also a, a very, very interesting topic. Um, and there's a lot of discussion on these uh, in terms of uh, if wastewater treatment should be private or should be public and what should we be promoting in the region. But somehow like uh, what we have uh, came to a conclusion is that we can have a very, very good public utility in charge of the wastewater treatment plant and a very good public uh, uh, operator in charge of the wastewater treatment plant and also very bad on, of, of the two, no? So um, what we, th- we think is that uh, who, who, which type of, uh, of operator we have is not the de- decision, but rather uh, than, than that corporate govern- governance of, of a utility um, and, and how good are they uh, to, to do this long-term planning um, and to incorporate all the, the, the different um, the different aspects uh, related to, 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 to poverty, related to environmental protection, climate change adaptation, etc. No, so um, so there's there's not big position on on on, on these. Um, uh, of course, uh, uh, um, what what we think is that uh, that sanitation should be a, a, a human a human right as well as water um, and each government has to see how they they can implement them in their legal frameworks in order to make any public or private entity uh, adopt that in their planning and in their investments and in the service that they provide. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> I thank you very much. Asking questions. Um, if you still have time, uh, Maria, I would I would love to take uh, one more caller. Um, Evelyn uh, is is calling in. Hi, Evelyn. Hi. Thank you. I'll be I'll try to be quick. And um, I was just wondering because tourism came up in well, not all your podcasts on wastewater, but uh, some of them. I was just wondering if they, if um, like any investments that are made in those touristy areas in terms of wastewater treatment, if that gets sort of expanded into the rest of the country, and so that the the entire country benefits, or is is that just really local to wherever tourists go? Well, uh, thank you very much uh, for the question, Evelyn. Um, well, I think that's mm, if a country has uh, economic uh, development in 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 one specific region, it's of benefit of the whole country, no? Like naturally, no? If we have more people. Uh, like working, if we have more people gaining money, if we have uh, um, uh, more people coming in to to the traveling to the country to this specific region, uh, um, has a benefit in in the whole country. No, usually uh, they 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 have to tip, take planes. Usually they have to to use other services rather rather than than just the hotels. So um, so. So definitely, I think uh, that uh, that having uh, local projects are of, of, uh, of a benefit for the for the for the whole for the whole country. What we what we have noticed, or what I have noticed, is that uh, that this this is not very well uh, monetized. No, so 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 we we don't really uh um countries don't really calculate how much revenue their investments on sanitation uh have in other economic activities and i think that's something we should really do to see how these impacts the the, the big numbers of a country you no know, once we do this type of investments yeah okay 
Thank you. Thanks so much, Evelyn. Um, I see that we have been more than an hour in this podcast. I always try to keep it between 40 and 60 minutes. Um, we, um, I'm, I'm sure we could go on a, a lot more. Um, but I would like, I would like to thank you. First of all, uh, Maria Eugenia, uh, this has been, uh, very, uh, rich and dense in all the information and you know so much. I, I, I'm, I'm sure we could easily go on for another hour. Maybe we will someday. Um, I would also like, uh, to thank all the listeners, uh, for being here. I see that the numbers are growing at uh, at each and every podcast, which uh, which is very nice to see. Um, we're taking a little bit of a break with the podcasting. It, it used to be like one or two a week in the past few weeks, um, but we'll only be back in uh, around mid December. I will I will later inform you through the usual channels and call in itself and on on, on Twitter if Twitter still exists in two or three weeks from now. Um, and on Mastodon, of course. And, um, so please, uh, be, be there as well. But I'd like to thank you for, um, for all being here. Um, and, uh, this podcast will soon be published, uh, and it's, it's available also on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, which is for many of you the easiest way to, uh, to listen, uh, to podcasts. So Maria Eugenia, please stay on the, on the Zoom call. So you and I are still in touch. And for everybody else, I wish you a wonderful day. I hope to uh, see you all back in mid-December. And by the way, last comment uh, for now, uh, there will be podcast again also in the next year. It might be on Wastewater, but I will also work uh, with Alistair Doyle again. So we will uh, sometimes have some, uh, some other podcasts. I'll keep you all informed. Thanks so much. Have a beautiful day.